Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. We've often said before, if you want to change your life or move forward from something, that you should be writing it down, keeping a journal, even a gratitude journal of sorts. We're going to look at that today in a whole new light. It's almost like journaling on steroids. We'll explain a little bit. She is the she is somebody who has a company called Healthy Mindful Self, and she helps people with chronic illnesses navigate medications and supplements, but she also teaches mindfulness and meditation. And she's back with us, Dr. Lisa Nesneski on the program. Lisa, welcome. How are you doing today? Hi, Steve. I'm doing just fine. Thanks. So before we even begin with this, and we've mentioned it before, but it definitely ties in. Your book is called Seven Mindful Questions? Correct. Okay. It is. Yes. <laughs> and a very impactful book. You've read some parts of it before, just little, little pieces of it. But the backstory on this started with a poem, right? It did. It did. This this poem is uh, somewhat of a reflection. A lot, all of Grounded in Chaos is 100% poetry. Uh, I used that same style when I wrote Seven Mindful Questions because I use poems and my journaling to process my emotions. And so if I was going through things, this particular poem speaks to me in so many ways because even today, you know, where I'm, I'm getting my home remodeled and, and things are just sort of totally um, up in the air at the moment, uh, mm. I, I'm finding I'm, I'm reverting back to some of those same emotions and processing things in the same way. And when I read this, I'm like, yeah, this is still... It still resonates very deeply with me. Hmm. Do you always, or did you always, when you journal, put it in poem form? I used to write my lectures on a post-it note. Okay. Like, these are my three topics that I want to speak about. So I, I tend to be very brief uh, in, in the way that I both speak and think. I can put things down, you know, really reductive to the, the essence of something. So I'm I'm not um, you know a narrative writer where I flows and flows and flows. I I think in concepts and ideas and very uh, specific. So it it fits my way of um, how I think and how I write. Hmm. Interesting. Everybody's got a different style. Like when I write, I I'm very graphic. I used to uh, I, I wanted to be a, a syndicated cartoonist when I was younger. And, and chose the broadcast path, actually did both and then went in one direction. So when I write, it's almost, I don't even try, but it's like very clean block letters. That's me. You know, for you, I guess you express it in, in a poem, which is interesting. Um, you have the poem that started Seven Mindful Questions, right? I do. I do. Yeah. Would you like, would you like for me to read it? Yeah, let's give that a, let's give that a listen. All right, this one's called Finding Time for Lisa. How? How in the world did things get so bad? How in the world did I get so sick? Why did I ignore myself? Did I prioritize everyone else's needs before mine? How did I let my inattention to my body get so far out of whack? You don't get partici participation points for chest pain when you're lying on a gurney. 
I knew deep in my body that I was in big trouble. I was ignoring how I was feeling. My body was screaming for attention, and I had to stop ignoring how I felt. My personal core foundation wasn't working. I was pushing too hard in a direction that only I wanted to go. I had assumed that my health and relationship pillars were solid, and they weren't. Finally, when I realized that living on 10 acres in the woods with no neighbors, isolated, is not healthy, I made some drastic changes. With the clarity of sudden awareness, I know that the relationship pillar had crumbled to dust. It was as if I saw that relationship for what it was for the first time. The horrifying realization that my foundation was an illusion. I blew a core pillar to smithereens. Even through a contentious divorce, I vowed to do everything to get healthy. I was fully aware that the because and the care hurt. And that's all in caps, H-U-R-T. I kept telling myself this is a normal human emotion and that it's okay to feel, it's all okay to feel this way, to recognize this feeling, being stressed, uncertain, starting over is difficult. But the commonality in all of it was that my scrawny little body kept nudging, what about me? What about me, Lisa? Not until I arrived in Florida did I start to really feel, and then I collapsed. I stayed in bed for nearly two weeks, just walking Oshi when she needed it. Everything else can wait. I reaffirm my vow to take better care of myself and I start to settle into Florida. As I start to rebuild the crumbled pillars of financial obligations, relationships, good health. Yeah, I blew a few core pillars all at the same time. I haven't yet reprioritized myself in all of this. So then in 2019, the illnesses came on. I got a head cold. I got a full on head, body, aches, nose, running like a river kind. Then an abscess tooth because I'm a lifelong grinder. I go to Colorado and I get altitude sickness. I get a urinary tract infection. Shingles show up to remind me what pain is. Then that little spot that won't heal turns out to be skin cancer on my face. One after another, little things taken by themselves are easier to handle. But standing back and listening, I hear my body say, this is the result of your inattention. Now I am going to make you stop and deal with me. I hear you, body. I vow once again to take better care of myself, and this is how things go. When you use the seven mindful questions day by day, you make a little progress, and then you feel like you aren't. The year 2020 was modestly better. Pandemic aside, I had a ton to deal with. Skin cancer removed in January. Welcome to Moe's surgery. Some <laughs> weird GI complaint in February. For the first time in seven years, I called off work because traveling with a gut complaint is just plain stupid. My gut takes months to start to feel better, or so it seems. And then the teeth. I get three root canals and two caps because my lifelong grinding is cracking teeth. Cracking teeth. One, one more skin cancer found in October. That's it. I say to myself, this is finally it. I need to make more changes to start putting myself first. My friend Rolito says to me, Lisita, you work too hard. You have to start taking care of yourself. 
you have to do it now because things will get worse when you are older. Thank you, my older, wiser amigo. Proactive, I take positive baby steps. I order organic produce delivery. I start working out four times a week and I take control of my work schedule. I go back to my personal core foundation and I focus on my seven mindful questions on only the things that are high value. I turn down the volume on everything else and I make sure I am getting enough rest. I'm in bed by nine o'clock every night. I put Lisa first. I'll pause there. So uh, it's it's really in in intense process, but you can see that using those seven mindful questions continuously every single day. What am I doing? Why am I doing it? What do I care about? Is you know it just flows from there to uh, especially when life is really chaotic. You know it it it's great when life is going really smoothly because you you actually take your your life up to the next level but when things are really uh you know out of whack and your health isn't cooperating um yeah it it, it makes you reprioritize to what's important so that you really begin to live your life and focus wow <laughs> um thank you for sharing that uh i i i'm always transparent and um i get it i'm i'm still getting it most I'm getting that too. Uh, <laughs> dealing with that, uh, 28 stitches right here, like a year ago. Um, yeah. Radiation over here, uh, surgery here a couple of months ago. Yeah, I got, you know, and that's just a piece of it. The pillar thing is a great way to describe um, what you think is solid and not. You know, many times we say foundation, but it's the pillars and the pillars can go way before the foundation. In my estimation, you're the foundation. You are the foundation and these things are, resting on you relationships and all of that they crumble away um from the point where you had that full wake-up call to the point where you feel like you had a grip on everything where it's like all right i'm in lisa mode now things are firing the way they should be i've got schedules in place i've got regimens in place how much time was that I don't know that I, I've gotten it completed, to be honest. Um, I mean, everything sort of really fell apart in, um, there was prequel 2015 when, you know, I, I owed a, a large amount of money to the IRS and then had to sell my house in Pittsburgh and, and move to what I thought would be a better circumstance, lower taxes. Um, but by 2017 in that area, I just, uh, that's when things really fell apart. So it, it's now 2023. So, you know, we're, we're going on years. So, um, but it's incremental change. You know, I, I, it's, it's, you know, when you talked about when things fell apart and I went into Lisa mode, Oh yeah, I did. I, I went right into Lisa mode. You know, I went into uh, 100%. I've got this handled. I'm doing this. It was doing, 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 doing no being, you know, and, and, um, I kept doing my meditation practice and I kept getting uh, messages that I need to teach mindfulness. So I, and of course I'm writing a book on mindfulness at the same time. So I thought, okay, this makes sense. Let's, let's do some more um, both introspection and study. So as I moved in that direction, things started to become clearer. So I have uh, 
what's called a fog globe. Um, and it's like a snow globe, same concept that, um, you know, you shake it and it kind of, you can't really see what it is. And then mm. over a minute or so, something eventually. So it's, it's of the San Francisco Golden Gate Bridge. And uh, it's it sits on the shelf straight in front of me. So uh, when you shake it, you know, the longer you sit, the more clarity you have and you see the Golden Gate Bridge. So um, it, it it made a lot of sense. And Sylvia Borstein did that in a, in a training session that I, I did with her um, about two years ago. And I instantly bought one of these things because it made so much sense to incorporate more than just traditional medicine in my healing, that I needed more uh, to, to really take things, um, get, get a grip on things and to uh, continue to move forward in the way that I, I knew that I could and wanted to go. So now it comes even clearer. So when you left Pennsylvania, there was a period of time there because in your poem, it sounded like it was very close. You left and then you arrived, Florida, and then it all fell apart. But from what you're saying right now, there was there was a lapse of a, a couple of years, it sounds like, yes? Yes, I was in North Carolina from uh, 2015 through uh, 20, December of 2018 is when I left. Okay. Yeah. So Pen Pennsylvania yeah. to North Carolina to Florida. Correct. Got it. Wow. Um, what was the point where you realized in your life things just Things are falling apart. That's the best way I could describe it. What was the, what was the, I some things are, things are up here. Relationship. Was that the. That, that was a big part of it. I think mm -hmm. the isolation. So we bought 10, 10 acres of undeveloped land in North Carolina, near the coast, right next to um, an animal preserve. So it sounds idyllic. Right. Like, oh, this sounds fabulous. Right. Sure. So you, the reality of living in um, it's really kind of like the low, low lands, uh, it was swampy. It was mosquitoes. You couldn't walk out of the house without mosquitoes attacking you, you know, and then then, you know, you just not thinking, but you're you're walking, you're looking. Oh, that's an interesting track. Oh, it's really big. Well, the bear track. And, you know, then the neighbors are shooting um, at, at snakes continuously, their copperheads and water moccasins because it was swampy. So, um, yeah, it was. And, and I work from home and I was by myself continuously. You know, the next that house could have burned down and the firemen couldn't have found it. It was that isolated. Wow. So the post office wouldn't deliver my packages down the road. I had to actually physically go get my packages. And then of course they're only open two hours in the morning and two hours in the afternoon and I'm working and I'd have to like leave work, drive 25 minutes. So it, it mm. was, it was this conditions were, um, I'm a city girl, you know, I, I like to be around people. And so it just really didn't suit me. And um, I started to slide into a depression and then, um, yeah, the relationship hit the kids shortly after that, but yeah, that, that's, okay. that's part of what happened. So that it was the, it was the move was the beginning. Then the relationship was just on the, the heels of that, but it was, it was truly the, the, the starting point and been there, done that. It's not to say that the relationship didn't have some challenges leading into it, but then you, you're there 
and you realize I'm isolated. And then all the other pieces starting falling at that point too. Oh yeah. My workmates used to tell me I was like in green acres. Did I climb the telephone pole to get on the, on the, the zoom call? You know, I mean, I was, I was, you know, getting teased about that. Yeah. In reality, it sounds wonderful, <laughs> you know, but maybe as a vacation home and not, you know, the one that yeah. you're uh, permanently oh, residing. It was a wonderful place to vacation, but, you know, the reality of living there was was much different. So yeah. I was I was used to a different level of um, infrastructure, if you will. And, you know, we, we complain about the high taxes in Pennsylvania, but, you know, there's libraries and firemen and mm. and. You know, um, city water and uh, sewage and all of the things that you don't have when you're on 10 acres. And in fact, you can put your trash out and the trash man comes along and picks it up. You know, when you're on 10 acres, you got to deal with your own trash. So too many things. I felt really like a pioneer, like, you know, maybe I'd done that in a past life and decided that that I've had enough. But it really, really wasn't what I expected. Totally gotcha. And I, you just gave me a, a picture of my friend who moved from Florida to the mountains of Georgia. And it's nice. It's beautiful. I could live there. However, we were there in October. Me and another friend went to visit him. We all went to school together. And it was Sunday afternoon. It was like, uh, let's have steak for dinner tonight. Let's go to the steak place. They're all closed. It's Sunday. That, like They're closed by 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock. Like, we want to go at 5. What's a big deal? Everything shut down, shut down. It wasn't a holiday. Yeah. They just shut down. Like, what is going on here? But that's the, that's their way of life. The yeah. culture. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. a, yeah. It was, it really was a culture shock for me. And I, I, I'm much happier in a bigger city now. Uh, Orlando is bigger than Pittsburgh and um, mm. I'm enjoying myself here. Yeah. Yeah. I have uh, friends in Orlando and um, it's, it's, it's fantastic. Yeah. It's busy, but. It's but weather, it can't beat it, you know. And yes, it's it's warm in the summer, but uh, so what? <laughs> Coming from the northeast, so what? Um, in your journey, and it's you really have a, a, a great picture. Actually, even before I continue, did you want to continue with the poem? Um, I can. Yeah, I please can. do. All right. So starting back with uh, I'm in I'm in bed by 9 p.m. every night. I put Lisa first. Each day as I wake up, I say my prayers and clear my residual energy. I set my intentions for each day and decide what kind of day I'm having. I take a long soaking bath every single day. I work out in the morning. I meditate afterwards. Then I start to notice, sort of like magic, that the benefits of workout have on my body and my emotions. I start to see how using aware because and care are paying off. I am well. I am healthy, no longer with serial illnesses. Good health, which was sort of an afterthought in my six pillars, is now on top. OMG, I feel so good after I work out. And that's really true. I still do. Then I am getting into the 60 degree water in the pool to cut down on inflammation. It feels amazing. I think I did that for about a year. It's still a little too cold. It was in the 50s this morning, so I didn't get in. I feel deeply. Most, more importantly, I recognize that I am feeling deeply. I feel, really feel less stressed. And I noticed earlier when stress is rising, I notice and tell my trainer which exercises are releasing tension in the spot where the chest pain was. Uh, 
Years after the episode in the ER, I realized that I hold tension in my chest. My awareness of what I'm doing and what I'm feeling is less subconscious and more conscious. I notice and react better when I really need to stop working and eat. I am more aware of how I feel when I'm hungry. I'm getting better at meal planning and making good food choices. I'm feeling stronger. And what used to be daily gut pain is now just occasional discomfort. Not even pain, just discomfort. And I used my digestive oil on my belly. And within minutes, I'm good. So like magic, I see joy and delight in every single day. It's the persistence that comes from using the seven mindful questions. I am strengthening all six pillars of my personal core foundation. It takes time to create a habit. Or in my case, it's taken, I'm going to modify this. It says two years here. Well, I'm going to say five going on six years. Mm. Of course, a focused effort to make these changes. So it takes time to create a habit. In my case, it's been six years of focused effort to make the changes to include regular self-care in my routine. I'm well on my way. But the point is that change and significant change in habits is greatly impacted by being aware. I use the seven mindful questions to check in to monitor how my body, my mind, and my spirit are doing. Several times throughout the day, because I have a sincere desire to have good health, I care about me so that I can care about and care for others better. Taking care, better care of myself, practicing better self-care is now an imperative. I don't want another year of sequential illnesses, all brought on by inattention to me. I'm answering that question of what about me with me and only me. Now I have time for me. Hmm. Wow. Did you have any idea that you were going to write a book like that? Seven mindful questions or it really did started with the poem. Well, it started with me running the questions every day to get my act together, to be honest, you know, and then, and I started, started writing, um, and processing emotions and, um, I had what I called my methodology and it really didn't turn into the seven mindful questions because it it was like, okay, what's the most important thing is I've got to keep my job so that I can keep everything else on an even keel. And I kept asking these questions in sequence, you know, Um, and I'll read the the questions really quickly. What am I doing right now? Why am I doing this at all? You know, the what, why, why, why do I care about this? So it's aware because care, pause and breathe. What else should I be doing? Choose what is essential. And that has to do with, that's the emotional heart of it. it. So choose what's essential. What makes your heart sing? And then what can I do better is the change agent. And then finally, what's the best alternative? So the mnemonic is I'm aware because I care. Pause and breathe. I choose the best alternative. Hmm. Wow. <laughs> Lots of digest here. Um, yeah. It, it's amazing that self-awareness you have once you get into yourself, as opposed to just pushing things away. I mean, I, you know, even myself, I don't cook. That's just not my thing, you know, and, and in my journey, things changed up and, uh, you know, now I cook every once in a while and you learn to appreciate 
even something little like that. It's like, this wasn't so bad after all, but you don't know it until you do it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So we mentioned uh, several times the personal core foundation and the pillars. So I just want to touch on those very briefly. They're relationships, home life, work life, financial obligations, spiritual life, and health. So if all of those are in balance, yeah. you're, you're, you're doing well. And those are very practical. So a lot of times you'll hear, you go to sleep a lot, you go to make sure you eat right. All right, we got that. Let's put that under the health one. Thank you very much. And let's go to the other ones. The financial thing. I don't even want to talk about it, but you know what? It is what it is. If you're, if you have financial instability, it's going to set the, the call them the spokes on the wheel. The wheel's going to wobble a little bit because you're going to be worried about something that's going to affect your health and those other things, maybe relationships and all that. So what you're saying is if everything is in a perfect world, in perfect sync, things, the wheel will turn and keep turning and there won't be any issues. So once you address all of those, so yeah, very, uh, very, very mindful, no pun intended. Wow. Um, yeah, we can, we can certainly delve a little bit more into that next week because I, I, I want to uh, talk a little bit about how you put your efforts toward each of those pillars. And sometimes you consciously choose to not focus on a particular area. For many different reasons. For many different right. reasons. Yeah. yeah. It's funny. You know, when you had said, I'm, I have this poem, I'm going to read it. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know... I didn't, I didn't see ahead of time that it was going to be so illustrative and productive because it was a clear, you know, from this point to this point to that point and very detailed. And that's what I love about you and the way you present things. It's very clear. Maybe it's your pharmaceutical background, but it's there and you can see your progression, you know, the beginning of that poem to where you are, you know, where you left off. Um, and it's just, it's, it's, you know, it proves that we're not all perfect. We can't be. We're, we're, you know, we all go through challenges. It's going to happen. Yes. Wow. Yes, exactly. And so, you know, that that's one of the outcomes that I, was, was so important to me when I wrote the book, Seven Mindful Questions, is that other people have got to be going through crazy life, chaotic things like me. And so I uh, think my method works. I mean, I'm proof that it works. Others that have read the book have given me rave reviews on Amazon, um, but it's it's a mission to me. It's to get it into the hands of people who really need it and get the concepts out so that it's not that hard to remember, aware, because, care, pause and breathe, and then back to saying, choose a better alternative, A, B, C, pause and breathe, C, B, A. Mm. So, it, it, I mean, it, it's just like... When it hits you, when when things are like, I I can't do this anymore. This, something's got to change. That yeah, it's it, it's something that you can lean on, rely on, and move yourself forward. Get yourself out of it. Uh, yeah, we're out of time, but I I'm gonna say you know in your journey, and I can completely relate to your journey. Um, I've learned one thing, and I don't know if it's the best thing, but one of my my mantras is nothing surprises me anymore. It was, if you, if, if I was, you know, four years ago, three, even, uh, I'd have a different look. It'd be like, Oh my gosh, what just happened? How do I recover? Now it's just like, all right, add that to the stack <laughs> because, because you got to, I guess it's a, you know, you got to move forward. 
Right, exactly. And having some skills in your toolbox, yes. like mine, helps you to um, weather those storms when they arrive and to enjoy the good times when they're here. Yeah. Even it could be the littlest good time. You didn't realize it was so good. You know, <laughs> you appreciate that little thing. Uh, like well, the cup of coffee we talked about last week. Absolutely. You're cooking ravioli on the stove. Wow. That tastes good. <laughs> you never realize it until you do it. Lisa, thank you so much. And uh, if, if somebody's going through some tough times, if they, they need from, some mindfulness or just uh, some direction. You're there for them, of course, on the medication side. You are the uh, medication guru. If somebody uh, is going through some chronic illness or even has a loved one or knows somebody who is, what's your website again? www.lisa.nesnetki.com. Yeah, good stuff. I appreciate it. Appreciate you. And uh, uh, let's dig deeper into the questions next week. Okay. Excellent. Okay. We'll do. All right. Thanks, Thanks, Lisa. We'll be right back. Bye, Steve. Bye. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Adopt US Kids presents Multiple Choice Parenting. Your daughter just had her first breakup. Do you A, put yourself in her shoes? How could he do this to you? And for Sheila, she, she has split ends. B, console her. Oh, sweetie, this is going to happen a lot. Four, maybe five more times before you get married. C, take charge. Got to get this all straightened out. Keep a little talking to, man to man, mano a mano. Hey, Steve. Is now a good time? No? Okay, no problem. Bye. Or D, help her find a new boyfriend. I know a great place to meet boys. The internet. Nice, single boys. Never mind. How about some ice cream? As a parent, there are no perfect answers. But you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council.